Welcome to Rocktail Hour, an hour's worth of rocking good time in about 15 minutes with your buddies Tim, Trey, and Michael. Three old guys that are a testament to the fact that rock and roll keeps you young. In each Rocktail Hour, we bring you our favorite stories behind the greatest rock and roll tunes of all time and other interesting musings about the music and the rockers who inspire us. On this episode of Rocktail Hour, Tim is going to let us in on the story behind the Bruce Springsteen classic, Born in the USA. Thank you. I like this song a great deal. Uh, this harkens back to when I was in high school and remember hearing this song, thinking it was great, um, really a rocking song. Um, but it also felt like a, a very positive song. So the story behind this, and it's probably well known by now, is that the this song really isn't uh, the, the patriotic rousing song that, that it's really become. This song is about Vietnam veterans and the way they were treated after they came home from the Vietnam War. And Bruce Springsteen was trying to um, illuminate the fact that some of these guys came home and they were largely ignored. This was the first war that essentially America lost. There was a lot of negative sentiment towards the war in general. Um, negative reaction uh, to, the, to the Vietnam veterans and when they came home in, in some cases, but, but mostly it was just sort of a, they came home and people forgot about them. And some of these men struggled a great deal after they got home, men and women uh, struggled a great deal after they got home. And Bruce Springsteen wrote this as a tribute to those Vietnam veterans and, and, you know, their struggle to assimilate back into society and to, to deal with the after effects of a war that people didn't really have a vested interest in. They weren't in support of. So it was very difficult uh, once they got home to, to recognize that not only did they go off, go off and do something very difficult, but then there, there was a, a lack of support at home. What, what I find to be sad about that is you, you, you take a look at the World War II vets and everybody revered them and everybody gets behind them always yeah. uh, because that was, a, I guess, a more popular war. So the same the guys who were doing the same thing. You know, serving their country, defending rights uh, of, of Americans, they come home and they get treated like dirt. Right. It's terrible. Um, this is uh, considered to be one of the most widely uh, misinterpreted rock and roll songs of all times. And so uh, I was going to start this out by saying, why is Ronald Reagan cooler than George Herbert Walker Bush and even Bill Clinton? Well, because Ronald Reagan uh, chose to use Bruce Springsteen as sort of a, a way to boost his own campaign in, in 1984. Uh, in fact, during the 1984 campaign, Ronald Reagan said in a speech, and I was going to try to do a really lame Ronald Reagan impersonation here, but I can't. He said, America's future rests in a thousand dreams inside your hearts. It rests in the message of hope in songs so many young Americans admire. New Jersey's own Bruce Springsteen, and helping you make those dreams come true is what this job of mine is all about. So he, sort, he certainly politically capitalized on this idea that everybody had, had rallied around this song, and because it was a rousing song. It, it was a fist-pumping kind of a, a, a rocking song, although the message certainly wasn't intended to be uh, the way people accepted it. And I don't want to give Ronald Reagan any more credit than he deserves, but I don't want to blame him necessarily for choosing to pick this song, uh, because I think we all felt like it really was a, a patriotic message. Um, George Herbert Walker Bush, later on during the Iraq War, chose that horrible Lee Greenwood song to kind of get everybody <laughs> to rally around. And, you know, I have to say the, the words to that Greenwood song are great, but that is just an awful song. 
And then later on, Bill Clinton and his campaign used um, "Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow." So of, of the three, if I'm going to give anybody credit, I'm going to I'm going to give uh, Ronald Reagan credit for for choosing Bruce Springsteen. But I have to say, if if uh, of all of the ex presidents, Richard Nixon would be the coolest because he had he had Elvis come and perform at the White House, which is almost <laughs> cooler than than um, Barack Obama, who had Paul McCartney just recently at the White House. So hard to say who would be the coolest of those two. I felt really bad when Bill Clinton used the Fleetwood Mac song because I love that song, love that album, and I got so tired of it. Oh yeah, well, and the worst part was having to watch Al Gore dance to that. <laughs> I think these days you'd actually probably have to get a license from the artist to use it for a campaign song. I don't know yeah. why Bruce Springsteen didn't uh, sue the Reagan campaign. Yeah, you'd think. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure that, that the Reagan campaign actually used it. I just think he, he referenced the song and, uh, and the fact that you know it was very popular at the time. It wasn't actually oh, a soundtrack okay. to the campaign. In, in fact, in some of this research, it was, it was pretty funny um, because um, it, it states that Walter Mondale came out later on and said, well... Ronald Reagan totally made a mistake. That's not about. That's not a patriotic song. That's not what the song is about. And by the way, Bruce Springsteen has endorsed me, which apparently two days later, Walter Mondale had to come out and say, um, no, he really hasn't. So <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I thought that was an interesting story because, again, when I was in high school, that was the impression you got the first time you heard the song, that that it was a, a pro-American, and I certainly don't think it's anti-American, but I think we interpreted it as a very patriotic American, support the USA kind of a song, and, and we kind of missed the meaning on that. In live shows now, Bruce is playing an acoustic version of Born in the USA, and I think when you take away the anthem aspects of the song, uh, you get a little bit more intimate, and I, and I think it brings across the message of the plight of the Vietnam vets a little bit better. Yeah. And I don't think that Bruce could be too surprised that people took the song the way they did, and particularly with his own music video, which starts off with an image of a of an American flag and then an oil refinery and uh, then look, looking like uh, some kind of work yard uh, that, that's pretty empty, maybe showing unemployment. But it, I mean, it's a very uh, blue collar, I mean, it's Bruce, right? So a very blue collar, all American type video. Um, and, and then that built around the, the, the uh, anthem structure of the song. It, it's pretty obvious how people are going to read that. Yeah. Well, I think also one of the reasons that it, it was embraced by people as, a, as an uplifting song was the fact that it does celebrate the resilience of Americans. Even, even the Vietnam vets, they were down, but they were, they were never out. And, and the idea that, okay, well, maybe we're struggling, but we're never going to give up kind of a thing. And that's the way I always felt about the song, is you can kick us, but we'll get up every single time. I always felt like the song was a tribute to resilience and to, and to dedication. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but over time, I, that's never gone away. I think every time you hear that song, and, and they don't play it on the radio much anymore, but every time I, I hear that song, I still get this. It still evokes the same feelings. So um, it's unfortunate if, if I don't know what his feelings are, but it would be unfortunate if he is still disappointed that, that that's the way people see it because it's a great song. And again, it's a, another one of those things where as an artist, you can put something out there, but you really can't control how it's accepted. And in this case, the unintentional outcome was it brings hope to people. And that's, that's a great thing. Hope is always a great thing in songs. Again, it's, it's the inspirational aspect of rock and roll. You've moved now from Reagan to Obama. Where to, where to hope now? 
That's right. <laughs> and wasn't that wasn't that Bill Clinton's Hope Arkansas? <laughs> and with that, maybe we should wrap up. So, <laughs> now that we've alienated all of our Republican friends, I don't know. I think we I think we celebrated both parties there, right? Absolutely, we gave them the credit that they are due. Absolutely, I said Richard Nixon was cool. Republicans, you should be sending us money. <laughs> Well, that wraps up another episode of Rocktail Hour. Please email us at dudes at rocktailhour.com if you think we got it all wrong or if you have an interesting rocktail of your own. We'd love to research it and bring it to you. Uh, if you think we're just lame, well, please keep that to yourself. Uh, also, please contact us if you want to buy the next round and an upcoming Rocktail Hour by becoming a sponsor. Until the next Rocktail Hour, rock on. Rock on.